Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss ICE's use of private databases for investigations and the privacy implications. And finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local lawyer that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. The Washington, D.C. vaccination portal failed three days in a row. The technical issues with the website prevented tens of thousands of people from being able to get an appointment to sign up for the COVID-19 vaccine. The D.C. government's chief technology officer explained that the city's portal could not handle the 36,000 people who were visiting the website. The District of Columbia and Microsoft are working together to get the website up and running. But this is also part of a bigger conversation about state and local governments not investing or underinvesting in technology. We've seen several examples of this from states' websites not being equipped to handle unemployment claims to some states like Iowa and New Jersey having the same issues as D.C. Our next story comes from the state of Virginia. Last week, Virginia passed its Consumer Data Protection Act. The law gives Virginians the ability to opt out of their data being collected or sold by businesses. People also can see what information is collected about them, make corrections, or even delete data. However, the law does not include a private right of action. Several other states are currently debating privacy legislations. There are some criticisms of the bill, with some arguing that this is a tech industry-friendly version of the California law. This is partly because there is no individual right of action. This law continues the debate about the need for a federal standard, and states are no longer waiting for the federal government to pass a piece of legislation. Our final story comes from the New York Times. YouTube will no longer be broadcasting five military-run channels in Myanmar. The company is removing the channels because they violate community guidelines and is seen as an effort to reduce violence in the country following a military coup. This story is important because of the role that social media is playing in Myanmar's politics. Protests are spread information to the public using social media platforms and in turn, the military government has blocked or restricted Internet access. Facebook has also announced a ban on all military pages on its site. The social media companies play a significant role in providing news for the public. And these actions by YouTube and Facebook can shape the discourse in this country. We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. According to the New York Times, Microsoft is advising 
that tens of thousands of victims, including businesses and government agencies in the U.S. that use Microsoft's email service, have been compromised in a Chinese-sponsored hacking operation. The cybersecurity firm that discovered this campaign is reporting that these criminal hackers started these attacks in January and began increasing the number of targets in response to news that Microsoft would be patching this vulnerability. The Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency issued an emergency warning urging federal agencies to patch their system. Criminals were able to exploit a vulnerability in the email exchange in order to steal emails and install surveillance software. If you use Microsoft Email Exchange, please install the patches immediately. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. Our main topic today is how federal agencies like ICE are using private databases to access information they would typically be barred from gathering themselves without a court order. According to Georgetown Law researchers, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officers have been using a Thomson Reuters database called CLEAR to access hundreds of millions of phone, water, electricity, and other utility records while pursuing immigration violations. Thomson Reuters sells a subscription to its CLEAR database. And ICE isn't the only agency that accesses this database. According to the Washington Post, the Department of Justice, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Defense Department all have contracts to use CLEAR. ICE's use of this database has gotten the attention of Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform, and they have begun questioning Thomson Reuters about how ICE has been using this information. So what exactly is the concern with ICE using a database that anyone with money can simply sign up for? Because the Privacy Act of 1974 places restrictions on what information that agencies can collect and maintain. ICE is able to bypass these restrictions by using money. We need to have a conversation about not only what agencies are able to collect and gather about us, but what information they're able to access through other sources without a warrant. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Award. This week, I have one award I want to hand out, and it's the You Don't Have to Lie to Kick It Award. Google and other tech companies have gotten great headlines for their outreach to HBCUs in an effort to increase the number of black engineers in Silicon Valley. However, according to former employees at Google, these programs have not had a meaningful impact on how the company recruits and values potential black engineers. If you want to increase the diversity in tech, it's not about headlines. It's about honest conversations about what you are currently doing and what you can do better with recruiting. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see you next week.